0: Good morning, good evening, good afternoon, good wherever you are right now in the world. This is the Material Podcast, episode number 158, and I am your host, Florence ion
1: And I are also your host, Andy Anatko. And wherever you are in your life as well. I mean, yes. I don't mean just age. Like sometimes you feel as though you made certain decisions as a kid that were the best possible decisions you could make. And maybe it's 10 years later and you're starting to think, I have a little bit of security and a little bit more perspective, and it's okay for me to start thinking about changes. Wherever you are in your life, we're welcoming you. There's no judgment here.
0: I love that so much, Andy. Uh, Also because, you know, I make sure I have crystals nearby when we do the podcast. There's a lot of good energy going on right now. I could really use some of that good energy in, so friends there, you know, Andy and I do this podcast over Skype because it, you know, it helps us. You know, maintain this great little friendship that we have going for you know our material podcast, and what Andy sees behind me and what he has seen behind me for the last couple of months are stacks and stacks of boxes which are filled which are actually covering some bar stools that I typically reserve for guests, and you know it's summertime people are actually like taking time to visit each other, you know, backyard barbecues, that sort of thing uh I can't host anybody here because I am covered in i o t I'm covered, yes, in the Internet of Things, Um, all sorts of things. As you know, this is, again, a shameless plug. I am doing a show with Megan Maroney on the Twit Network called Know How (laughs) for several weeks. Um, And so, you know, I had to call in all this stuff. And I started to call in some, like, weird stuff as well. I mean, the downside of it is, again, I live in a townhouse, not a ton of room. There's boxes piling up. I try to put them away into a corner, but, you know, we do what we can in our lives. Uh, But on the other hand, I am getting some really interesting that I'm realizing I don't want it to not be connected to the internet uh, things. So one of which I really wanted to tell you about because it's ridiculous. Uh, So can you guess, I, I bought something off Amazon. I found this purely by typing in works with google assistant <laughs> just typed it into the search bar and kind of just started scrolling through to see what i would get on on the amazon and can you guess just a little hankering of what i might have beside me
1: a It's connected to the internet usb powered room-sized planetarium that also does laser floyd shows
0: wow um was i close that would be amazing oh. but no I actually do have one of those, like, plug-in laser toys that, like, goes on the, you know, goes on the ceiling. It looks like the galaxy. It's very cool. Uh, (laughs) No, it's actually a a essential oil diffuser. <laughs> Which I realize I gave you nothing. Like, I gave you no hints. I gave you nothing. No, that, with see, idea that, 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 that
1: was uh, not as weird as my suggestion, but still a pretty weird device for Internet of Things device. No,
0: I liked your suggestion. Your suggestion is fun. Your suggestion is the thing that, like, when friends come over, you go, Hey, let me show you a cool party trick, and you take out that machine, right? <laughs> uh, this machine is, is bordering on, I would like, I want to say insanity because. You know, when you talk about the Internet of Things and connected devices, people often get a little freaked out because the idea of being everything being connected to the Internet is still kind of insane. It's an insane idea for a lot of people out there. But yes, this is a connected essential oil diffuser, and what makes it so great is that I can control it with my voice. <laughs> Not only can I control it with my voice, though— but because it works with Google assistant, I can set it up as part of a routine. So now when I say good morning to my Google assistant, I have like my essential oil diffuser turn on it. Like my, my office smells like lavender and it's, <laughs> it changes color. Uh, the lights change color so I can, you know, choose whatever mood I'm in that day. And I am just, and it only, it was only like 20 bucks. That's it. Like it it was just twenty bucks, which is making me think: like, what else is going to come at this price point that just has Google Assistant and um, Amazon built in?
1: Now, does it does it do any particularly cool Internet of Things slash smart home things?
0: It turns on with a voice. What, what do you okay. need?
1: To... Well, I, I mean, if, uh, 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 maybe if, if, if it works with if then if this then that, maybe I, maybe if my thinking is being informed by the fact that we're in like sort of day three oh, of like yeah. a high eighties, low nineties humid temperatures here in new england but i would set it up to say that uh, connect to the nest thermostat find out if Mm. what 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 the temperature is find out that the air conditioning is not on and if it's and if because through the nest camera we know that andy has actually been inside his office all day maybe you want to fire up the a, a better smell in that place after say 90 minutes or so no judge and and it wouldn't judge me it would just i would say oh something smells like cinnamon oh that my my nest thermostat my my nest system thinks that i have bo and that my entire room stinks (laughs) okay fair cop thank you that's what we pay you for nest
0: it's the home of the future andy and any idea that you have is a possibility at this point uh so my next project after this is not as um, insane, I guess, because that's what I've been using to describe this. It is a little more tame, which is I'm going to figure out how to automate the air conditioning. But yes, I am working towards this point where I'm trying to... F- so this essential oil diffuser, I don't think it works with IFTTT because it's like this... This It's just like a random Chinese OEM is making these things and selling them. Its main solid.
1: desired feature is that it doesn't burn your house down. That's- yes,
0: <laughs> precisely. <laughs> precisely. Mm. Uh yeah, it's not going to burn my house down.
1: There you go. It's I you know, again uh, it's for make listeners. It smell nice. Uh you can listeners you can't see uh, her townhouse but I can. Doesn't look like it's on fire. Nope. And that's a really important thing because she was accurate about the number of cardboard boxes that are stacked up behind her. It almost looks as though she's going for an arson sort of thing in the next couple of days. I I have a room like that myself uh and yeah, I so but, but I would definitely look and make sure that that's on the side of the box, will not burn your townhouse down. Uh,
0: well, listen, I will say I tend to judge these things by the box they come in. The box is pretty good. It's okay. a dirty box. Re- it was a good cardboard box.
1: Reusable? Something that you...
0: Um, I put SD cards in it. Okay. That makes it reusable. Uh, I will drop the link, by the way, in the show notes because you guys have to check out this. Yeah. This yeah. is we were-
1: we're, we're, we're both like uh, tech journalists and so our life is about processing incoming cardboard boxes and either the boxes yeah. we have to save to ship things back in or the ones we have to flatten and get rid of lest we again uh, have a fire hazard but there's sometimes where there, there there is a pile of boxes that are slightly too good to throw away because i, wa- I don't want to be caught off guard when it turns out that you know how like you you know Andy remember how like you got that you, you found that really great deal on like a complete vintage Nikon kit with like lenses and Ooh. cameras and stuff but no bag and then you, you thought oh if only i had like a really strong cardboard box with a lid to put it in the in the store oh yeah you had that but you threw it away three months ago didn't you because you saw some tv show that said you should declutter your life and hold every item and have a conversation with it and about its role in your life and how did that conversation turn yeah see so that's it's it's a tr- it's a problem is what i'm saying
0: so are the Internet of Things for me, yes. at least.
1: <laughs> well, see, I have I, I have like a new thing because so um, you know that you know that I moved like late last year. Uh, this is like a couple of weeks ago was the first time I've actually had like an overnight house guest for a couple of days, and so for the first time I felt like I had to like have the like I I, like you know you know how like when you check into a hotel sometimes there's like a little like laminated card on a little easel about here's how to use the thermostat make sure you put your room card into the light into the light switch which will activate and we yeah and so I kind of felt like do I have to like leave them if I have if I'm gonna make a habit of having house guests should I make a laminated card that says by the way if you you don't have to walk all the way around the room you could just say hey Guillermo turn off the living room lights and those will go off and to get this stereo going you could also realize i have google home going so you could just ask for the music that you want uh but however the there is an amazon aliosha in the bathroom and it's not a google home so just make sure you say aliosha and not google home yeah see uh, in, in addition to like the night before setting up like a guest network for my guest uh my house guest to use and now and realize that th- this isn't this isn't like uh the San Simeon estate. Again, this is like a this is like a, a very nice like two-bedroom. <laughs> so if someone has problems turning lights on or off or getting asked, you know, she could just say hey Andy instead of hey Alyosha or hey hey Guillermo, and I would show her how to use the Wi-Fi. But I feel as though I don't know what Internet of Things etiquette is now. Or if or if I'm a guest in someone else's house. Like, do, 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 it's like, uh, if 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 there are children in the house, I feel as though I don't have the right to say, you know, to ask the kid to go, you know, go get your uncle Andy a beer. I I, I feel that's not my right. So, do, but do I have the right to ask someone's internet of things network to like set a set up wake me up at a certain time? Or see, I it's there's a whole new etiquette thing we need to breach right here.
0: I'm just wondering if I'm breaching something. Because everybody who comes over gets their face recognized by a machine and their conversation. <laughs> like, do I need to have a terms of service when you enter my house that you have to, like, agree or disagree to before you enter? Uh, I'm. <laughs> what are the legal implications of all these things in my house? And I'm slightly laughing about it, but also kind of... Um, nervously saying this in a sense that, oh, my God, what if something happened one day where this would become like a legality thing? I don't know. <laughs> well, I'm just that, saying
1: that that does tie, that does tie in with our, our common problem. If you like every time you get like a cardboard box, some, something comes in and it's about the size of a person's head. You could just, you know, have like five, keep five or six of them stacked by the by the entrance door and with a little sign saying if you, you know, you're, there are cameras, if you, if you don't want to be identified, just take one of these boxes, put it over your head and keep it on uh, for the duration of the visit, which I think is fair. <laughs> asking, asking someone to buy their own box, that would be, you know, kind of pushing it as a host, but.
0: Yeah, you know, um, I'm gonna I'm gonna meditate on this for a little bit because something is brewing inside my brain about this in particular. Just the whole like, oh, my house is recording you, blah blah blah. We'll get back to this one. There there must be some way to
1: monetize it. Well, let's let's get back. Uh, Yes, (laughs) we'll get back to something that uh, we talked about last week. Last week, I just got the new update to my Nvidia Shield Android TV. Um, a, a listener on Twitter was nice enough. To, I, I was trying to figure out or remember if it was the standard Android TV interface because it is brand new or it was standard TV interface and then NVIDIA sort of targeted it up a little bit or made their own enhancements. Uh, and it is, it turns out, the just the the bone standard Android TV interface. So it's, so it's quite nice. Uh, at the time, I had only been using it for about a day and a half. I had two complaints about it. One was that The new home screen now that the central, whereas the old style uh, home screen launcher was just you know a grid of your apps, now it's a grid of selected apps that you select, and it will also expose within each app content that you can drill down to immediately. Uh, But my that's I like that that's nice, but the downside being that I would think that like the YouTube app one of the things you could select as being the, the, the icons that populate the YouTube level is my new subscriptions. If there's a brand new uh, a project binky or a tech video, put it right there. So, that, Oh look, there's an update to project binky. Great. That's what I'm going to see. Instead, almost every one of these apps that supports that feature will only let you do like, here's what we're suggesting that you watch or here's what you're suggesting that you do. like, I know what I want to watch. I I want to get back into the comedy special that I was watching yesterday but had to turn off because I was doing a podcast or I had to leave. Let me go. Don't suggest something based on the fact that I watched the first 22 minutes of the John Mahoney uh, new new uh, Radio City special. Just give me what I want, not what you what you're hoping to trick me into watching. So that's still kind of a problem, but it's getting, after a week of observing every single move that I make with my TVs, it's getting better at it. It's starting to populate that stuff more with stuff that, it's recommending stuff that I'm more likely to want to dive back into. So although it's not, I would like to have a little bit more control over it. I'd love to be able to simply choose between like history. What is the last stuff you've been watching? Go back to that or Again, your subscriptions go back to that. It's getting better at populating with with stuff that I I was watching the other day, and so it's re- recommending that I continue to watch uh, the next episode, next unwatched episode of The Office. So it's 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 getting hard to be. I'm so so not jealous of the folks at like Gizmodo and Engadget and The Verge who have to the, the update comes out and they have to have an opinion on it that day because. Yes, if I it now it takes about two weeks with all the learning that these apps do to figure out how much you hate something you can't you, you feel you feel like a dope for saying, "Oh, this is terrible, oh, I wish I had the old shield bag. I'm switched to apple t v and then two weeks later you have to write another column. yeah, never mind worked out okay anyway, who's playing pokemon go yes yeah, see so you, you feel you feel like kind of a drip if you're you yeah, know
0: so sounds like a YouTube algorithm at play here. <laughs> The pesky YouTube algorithm. Exactly.
1: It's those algorithms every single time. It's those time.
0: algorithms. It's those algorithms. It's algorithms. <laughs> <laughs> uh, hey, so apparently uh, Pixel 1 is on sale. I saw this like floating around a couple Slash Gear accounts. Apparently a bunch of retailers had the Pixel 1 for not more than like 300 bucks, which is pretty good, you know, compared to what other phones you get in sort of the spin range tier
1: yeah I'd say so. um I got the e-
0: uh, yes well, okay you know, c-
1: c- complete your e- e- <laughs> you, you sorry
0: because I was trying was- we are trying to coordinate, dear listener uh who's going to talk next <laughs> uh no, I was just gonna say that the one thing that you do have to consider when these deals come around is that typically like there's only there's only one good summer left for the smartphone. Uh, you know, it's, it's just, it's coming to a close. It's, it's living out its glory days. And by the end of those glory days, you're definitely going to want to find that you want to replace that smartphone with something new and shiny and more beautiful. I'm trying really hard for a metaphor here. You (laughs) don't, you don't want to
1: be, you, you don't want to be picked on at the schoolyard because your handbag is a Louis Vuitton knockoff and you're apparently the only one who knows it. Oh, or boy. or you're 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 wearing like an A line dress and A lines were like so last season, or I don't that's see I, the only things I know about fashion are based on uh, Project Runway and I was about to say upon which Project <laughs> Runway judges appear and I just that that clunk you heard was me hitting the very bottom of my knowledge there, but
0: hey it's coming back which is very exciting thank goodness uh, <laughs> I, I was I was so,
1: now again the the list of reasons to be upset by the Harvey Weinstein story it's a long long list i want to prep before yes. i say what i'm going to say i want to say there're like a thousand things on the list that makes you upset and worried and concerned and and, and 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 angry and that i'm saying that way down on the list way down on the list underneath every single other reason that's so much more justified and so much more important there's also but project runway was like a like a harvey weinstein company production and it's and if if they sold the company now, is the new owners of the property going to decide to not do more seasons? But yes, there's going to be another so, again. Acknowledging the thousand other after we get down, but this isn't a. Well, this actually, I was about to say this isn't a. This isn't a podcast about Harvey Weinstein, but this isn't a podcast about Project Runway either. But again, I <laughs> I, I, I derailed us. No, 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 no. I, I'm self back <laughs> I, I guess we, I also announced last year, the last week that I'm going to try to have. I have one. Complete, absolutely has to do with nothing. Tangent card for each show. I've just played my complete tangent card. I'm just excited The Project Runway is coming back.
0: It's okay, Andy. It's because this is our hangout time, and so of course exactly. sometimes we talk about other things. Because our, yeah, th- even though we're recording, yes, we're we're interacting, and plus we gotta warm up before we get all the serious Google news. Exactly. Um, but there
1: was you, you do raise a couple points. So uh, yeah, s- specifically. Uh, Now that's a uh, the price I saw for the 32 gigabyte uh, Pixel, and this is the version one was about 320 bucks. And some folks also had like the 128 gig version of it for like 50 bucks more. That would be roughly what I paid for my uh, my reconditioned or refurbished one that I bought last year. uh, And I've been very very happy. I'm still very very happy with it. Um, And but the problem is that remember that uh, uh, Google has been very upfront about how long they intend to support each model of phone and so they're only going to guarantee one more year of like official uh, Android updates uh, and maybe, what was it, another year after that for security updates so it's not as though it'll turn into a pumpkin in 2019 but if you spend the same $300 on like a Motorola X or a, a, a Moto phone you might find that you're getting three years worth of Prime updates instead of just one um and that's that kind of plays into your insecurities because um there was a new <laughs> version there, there's there there's a new developer edition of uh Android P that got released i think just this week and all the features there, there's so many tiny little features it doesn't merit discussing here cuz they're really really And like now when you uh, when you open up the settings if you tap on the the clock uh, the, the time in the corner of the screen now it takes you to the clock app like uh, okay Fozzie have...
0: Bear Moonlights as a, as a background uh, vocal on YouTube instructional videos for Android, <laughs> by the way. Uh, yeah, that's what happened after The Muppets was canceled on BBC. <sighs>
1: I'm just glad he's working. I'm just glad he's working.
0: Yeah, me too. He found you some know? work in Silicon Valley. Good for him.
1: <laughs> he, he's pivoting to digital video. That's very, very smart.
0: He pivoted to video.
1: <laughs> Once again, I'm behind even a puppet for doing the right right career move of pivoting to video. Um, But one one of the features that uh, has come out is is that uh, the new version has a really nice enhanced text selection feature. And it turns out that that's, or at least in the developer version, it's not working on Pixel version 1 and it might not work ever on Pixel version 1. So that leaves us to think that even if we, you are definitely going to get the update to Android P, but maybe it's not going to be all the Android P that you were hoping for. So if you have the version one, but still 300 bucks for this phone is pretty darn nice.
0: Yes, not all the pie or Pez or uh peppermint or Pumpernickel nickel or uh circus Pop peanuts. Tarts. No, it starts with a C.
1: Well, peanuts.
0: <laughs> peanuts aren't sweet.
1: Well, circus peanuts are way too sweet. If anything,
0: <laughs> yes, I absolutely agree with you.
1: If they knew internally that, well we're promising them something that we're technically giving them the candy they're asking for. They certainly didn't imagine we were going to be send, giving them circus peanuts, even though technically it is candy. So it could be setting up people for disappointment in the next version. I'm saying if they're, if they're introspective and do some self self searching for this,
0: you know, I think we should set up the listeners for an ad for our first ad of the episode.
1: Okay. Uh, everybody, what we're going to be t- talking about after this, it's going to be a paid commercial placement. Now, the fact that we are speaking in ad terms doesn't mean we love you any less. You have a value that is intrinsic to your being, that exists apart from whether we are speaking conversationally, editorially, or in marketing terms. So we hope we've, we've set you up for what we're about to say, or what specifically I'm about to say. This episode of Material is brought to you by Squarespace. Make your next move with Squarespace. Squarespace lets you easily create a website for your next idea with a unique domain, award-winning templates, and more. Maybe you want to create an online store. Maybe you want to create a portfolio. Maybe you want to create a blog. Squarespace is an all-in-one platform that lets you do just that. There's nothing to install, no patches to worry about, no upgrades needed. You don't have to worry about any of that stuff. Squarespace has got it covered. They have an award-winning 24-7 customer support. If you need any help, they let you quickly and easily grab a unique domain name, and all of those award-winning templates are beautifully designed for you to show off your great ideas. Squarespace plans start at just $12 a month, but you can start a trial with no credit card required by going to squarespace.com material. When you decide to sign up, use the offer code material to get 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain and to show your support for material. Once again, that's squarespace.com material and the code material to get 10% off your first purchase. We thank Squarespace for their support. Squarespace, make your next move, make your next website.
0: Andy, I love your radio voice. Just for what it's worth, never <laughs> lose that radio voice. Um, hey, so apparently I miss this coolness. So this news about uh, a Google Home mass outage. I apparently, okay, so I wasn't home for most of last week because I was in LA, so I didn't experience any of this unfortunateness. Uh, but apparently other people did because I saw upon my return from from the great uh, down under of California. I don't know. I was trying to <laughs> transition to that. I found out, I found an email in my inbox that was basically a mass email apology from VP of Home Products, Rishi Chandra, who, by the way, I got to talk to quite a bit, uh, at Google IO and who is very, very nice and very excited about Google (laughs) assistant. But anyway, so he
1: seemed very polite in his email.
0: Yeah, he is very polite just in person. So, uh, he sent out, you may have noticed a problem with your Google home yesterday morning. We found a glitch with one of our backend systems and spent the day working hard to get everyone back up and running. It's frustrating when technology doesn't work the way it should, especially when you're depending on it. We're sorry that this happened. There's a fix rolling out. To all the Google Home devices now, if you're still having trouble, let us know here. Thanks for sticking with us. Rishi, on behalf of the Google Home team. So I'm kind of bummed that I wasn't part of, like, the great Google Home uh, outage of 2018 because I am sure Twitter was fun when this was going on. I mean, I don't know. I was on vacation. But (laughs) did you experience it at all?
1: No, I I just got this note of apology, which... Uh, from google <laughs> which is <laughs> you don't you know, know why but i'm exactly. really sorry and, and until you read it oh boy is that a tense moment it's like i don't i don't have it's like a, do? i don't have kids but imagine that a neighbor like left a note like on my car door saying andy i'm really really sorry oh god what did it happen to the passenger side oh did you did, did they try to? oh no what what happened it just turns out that Oh, I I'm sorry, I should have told you that there's not gonna be parking on the opposite side of the street. So in two days time. Yes, there's just a there's just a very, very polite e- email, uh actually <laughs> subject line what happened yesterday. I uh, you know, just,
0: which was so yeah. intense. Like I saw that in my inbox and I'm like, whoa, because my inbox is also my personal inbox. So you yeah. never know what's going to come through there.
1: Yeah. Also, <laughs> when when it comes to a company as big as Google and all the personal information that, that they have, yeah. like when, they, when there was when, when there is another little glitch for which I didn't I don't think there was an email apology, polite or none from Samsung saying, oh, I'm sorry that we accidentally texted pictures and from your phone to people without your asking for it see that's a, that's a big problem this this problem was just simply that they were doing some back-end stuff uh and trying to fix it and in doing so for like mo- for much of an afternoon a lot of people the google home would just act as though they had just been started up or like it had just been hit in the head with a coconut or something and the skipper had yet to hit it in the head with another coconut thus restoring uh its amnesia uh so but it was fine but it's it's, it's is saying uh, it's frustrating when technology i i I feel as though this should be done in like the mr rogers voice yes it's frustrating (laughs) when technology doesn't work the way it should especially when you're depending on it like when they were were sorry that it happened there's a fix rolling out and if you're still having trouble let us know here thanks for sticking up with us and should i now that was nice of him to like uh, thank us like that but if you have such unrestrained untreated anger issues that as soon as the first time your Google Home does not respond to a voice command you just throw it out throw it out into the street and run over it with your monster truck maybe this is not a, it was a problem with Google Home it should have been working yes that's true but perhaps you should look inward for other bug fi- bug fixes and feature enhancement for your own bug sensitive.
0: fixes within yourself
1: exactly You know, when you point the finger at your smart speaker, you're pointing three fingers back at yourself.
0: Right. It's true. And that's why Google had to introduce a pretty please feature, which I don't know when that's coming, but I hope it comes soon because I'm tired of all this back talk. (laughs) Uh, You know, I wish more companies would say, use the Mr. Rogers tone for their apology, for their mass apology.
1: Yeah, I mean that's that that must be I, I bet that that's part of the of the investigation they're doing into now that there's more of the user interface that is via voice that uh, have you ever had a an interaction with somebody where someone thinks it's hysterically funny that you're having a problem with a certain thing and they don't know like that this is the really wrong use of the smiling and crying laughing hysterically emoji and your if without that emoji, you would have said yes. You clearly didn't listen when I said, like one message ago, that the reason why I reason why I don't see that button is because that entire menu does not exist in my edition of this software. The emoji seems to think that Haha, you're such an idiot. You don't see the menu there, and you get kind of upset. So uh, I, I, I was uh, like I said, I do have. Uh, I'm, I'm waiting for, I'm waiting for the one of the every five weeks when the Google Home goes on sale for like eighteen dollars. If you if you pay full price for a Google Home. You just don't have like five weeks for the time to wait for it to go on sale. I'm I'm sure it's going to go on sale. So that's when I'm going to replace the one, my smart speaker in the bathroom with another Google Home. But now it's for now it's Alexa. And that's it's only when I shower in the morning that I realize how far behind uh, Alexa is Hmm. in voice because it's perfectly fine. And it certainly sounded great a few years ago. But I go from this friendly, very, very nice, lovely assistant to clearly a robo call that's trying to sell me a timeshare but will but which will play the blues brothers album that I asked it to play. So if there must be a way to say if you're gonna give it if you're gonna give an if you're gonna give an error message like hmm I I don't understand, I, I don't know how to do that yet. you it's isn't that smart because it's saying hmm meaning that I did I did listen. I'm thinking harder about it. And I'm not saying that you screwed up by mismalforming the request. I'm saying that I'm I'm the problem here. It's my fault. I don't know how to do that thing that you asked. And then you you sort of it sort of shifts you into a mentor sort of role where you're like, "Okay, okay, Guillermo, let me explain to you how to do this thing. It's fine, you know, I didn't know how to use the smart uh, scent diffuser either the first time I plugged it in. Let me walk you through it." <laughs>
0: Uh, it was very easy to set up by the way, just to double back on that.
1: What does what your, what does your home smell like right now?
0: Uh, lavender, lavender, lavender. Is, yes. is it like
1: a cartridge system or you have to manually put oil in or?
0: Uh, it's just a big giant bowl of water and then you just drop the essential oil droplets in it and then oh. it diffuses it into the house it's nice and easy i'm telling you guys 20 bucks <laughs> and you can <laughs> control it with your voice i'm just saying it's magic um really quickly before we before we hop into another ad i wanted to mention the android excellent apps that were profiled in the play store some of them were I mean, some of them were not even, I think, catered to the US audience, so I like never heard for some of them. But I think it is worth mentioning. A big congratulations to our friend and on hiatus co-host, <laughs> Russell Ivanovich. I was trying to think about how to preface that. Uh, so congrats to Pocketcast for being featured Quizzling as Arnold. Yes. Turncoat.
1: No, 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 no. No. no we miss um, him we miss yes. him and it's our our pining for him that sometimes expresses itself in the form of misplaced anger yes
0: yes it's true uh, but, yes, but yeah yes Yeah,
1: and if you and if you're unhip to the android excellence it's uh it's a quarter i think it's a quarterly uh sort of editorial honor yeah. an editorial board inside Google Play like actual human beings select a Palette of apps to sort of honor as these really reflect uh, good, good not necessarily good value, but really good design, good reflection of uh, how to use uh, Android, good reflection of how to create really cool, really good apps. Um, this this quarter, fourteen apps and seven and seven games uh, got in there. Uh, Some of them pretty cool. Uh, one that I actually downloaded, I haven't played it with yet. It's called the B Lingua. Mm-hmm. And I don't like any app name or website name that has to be spelled with a B? out. B e e as oh. in buzzing bee. Ling as in ling wing with an l. Linguistics. Ling l i n g u a p p, which is a way to learn a new language by. Uh, instead of uh instead of giving you like just vocabulary drills and escuchan no repitan la biblioteca está en la escuela uh it, <laughs> basically it's you just you're just reading a book uh, or listening to an audiobook and on the screen there's also a translated version of that same story on the other side of the screen so you can sort of read both or you can listen to one and read the other so instead of going through it's i imagine it's the way that um uh, you, you hear a lot of stories about how when people immigrated to um, uh, to a, a new country where they didn't speak the language they actually spent a lot a lot of time like watching Mr. Rogers and watching Sesame Street and just simply picking up that okay this this guy is seems to be like pointing to an apple, and then pointing to more apples. So now I know the English word for apple is this. I know that this must be three apples. And then eventually, in addition to enjoying the the, the delightful festoonery of the Muppets, you're also accidentally uh, picking up English. And so that I downloaded that because it did seem like a cool way to learn to. I I like this idea of incidentally learning something. It's sort of like a a brain hack. It sort of sneaks you into learning something when you might not have like the emotional after the end of the day when you're working and taking care of the house, like I'm going to sit down for three for 30 minutes and do vocabulary drills. No, I'm just going to I'm going to read Moby Dick and then I'm also going to hear it being spoken in Italian and then I'll know Italian or at least I'll know about how to be a whaling boat captain in Italy
0: jeez oh, um I have to say I actually have a couple of Pablo Neruda books that are written like this with Spanish on one side and English on the other uh because I was raised speaking Romanian so I understand Spanish pretty well enough to be able to kind of read it well that's cool and I appreciate that okay sorry that's just a little tidbit um uh- <laughs> before we talk some of the other apps. Um, there was... So there was an app on there called Fortune City, which is like SimCity. Uh, and you had made a little note here that it might be really interesting for us as freelancers. Yeah. To try and use. No,
1: I... I... Uh, there's again 14 uh, productivity apps, seven games, uh, and I didn't ha- I didn't put all of them in the show notes. Just f- uh, ones that might have something interesting about them, yeah. or something that I could make a wise ass comment about. Uh, Fortune City. It actually is kind of cool. It's a personal finance app where you here's you 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 enter in what your budgets are, what your income is, what you're spending, and you you use it as you go throughout your day, your week, and your month but it's kind of like Sim City cuz you're building it shows you a city that you're building with like some of this data that you're building and so i had to you know and so in the in the app description they're saying, oh, it's like Sim City. We're trying to build the biggest, fanciest, most wonderful city by, by having good finances and good spending habits. And I immediately knew that, again, as a journalist freelancer, my goal when I'm starting off, my city is sort of like a Mad Max style dystopia. My ultimate goal is after five years of really good financial planning, maybe I could, it could eventually be the like the Blade Runner dystopia, still dystopian. They're still trying to convince you to go to the off world colony. And it's still raining all the time, and they're like violence in the streets, but you also have like big billboards and you have like talking avatars. So maybe a better dystopia, a better dystopia,
0: a better I dystopia. We all want that. Yes, uh, for a better for to help people. Actually, you can download an app which was also featured in this list called Share the Meal, which is from the United Nations. It's neat. It lets you donate to world hunger programs. Has it has like personal stories, maps, things of the sort to sort of add a yeah personal
1: personal touch to it. It it felt it's cool because it felt like sort of like an impulse buy sort of thing. Where it's not like it doesn't. It's yeah. not like it's just showing you here. We want you to donate if you can donate five dollars a month. Here's what we can do, and here's some programs we're doing. It's more like you know, f- 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 here are like eight, uh, eight different programs we're working on, and we'll give you a story. And if you want to, uh, here here's what's happening in these this part of the world, this part of the world, this part of the world. If this particular story interests you, here's a button to donate fifty cents, fifty stinking cents, and it's yeah. also it's also really smart because 50, even again, even as the the mayor of a dystopian waste a desert wasteland in <laughs> terms of personal finance, I got fifty cents. <laughs> and I can think yeah. that there they're, – and it's easy for me to think that there are many people in the world that could be benefit that could that could put that fifty cents to use better than I can. And so you're like, all right, well, what the hell? I will give you fifty cents. So that's pretty pretty cool. Um, but there's, I was so I, I was reading through. I did check out all of them and. Now, this is just me. I don't. I uh, Google when they started this program last year. They were saying that we want to re- uh, highlight and spotlight developers that are doing good things with Android again by using uh, all the APIs that we're giving you, by by use good examples of material design, innovation, blah blah blah. Uh, so that's what they're saying. I, maybe we're on different pages. But one thing that I would love to see is that this is an opportunity for. Um, these human beings that are picking these apps to spotlight apps from smaller developers that are just superb, but they're so buried down in certain category listings that you're probably never going to find them. And the ones that are amongst the highest paid apps, the most popular downloads, those are already going to be surfaced through uh, stats, uh, I think, in the Google Play Store. And so it kind of bummed me out that um, like, in, in the, uh, there's an app called the Wink Music that has... Mm-hmm. I'm not saying 700,000 downloads it has 700,000 ratings it's been rated 700,000 times which oh, yes. yes which definitely smells of fraud but it means that they have the resources to market efficiently and to buy fraudulent <laughs> reviews um on the games list uh, a game called Shadow Fight 3 with 1.5 million ratings uh, and so and even uh, I, I'm I'm yeah I, I'm saying that There are a lot of these apps that maybe don't need the extra attention they're going to get by having a page off of the Google site saying, hey, congratulations to these 14 apps and seven games. Maybe you need the the two people who just get together at a Starbucks uh, twice a week to exchange new pieces of code or new designs and new ideas that don't think that they'll ever... that are doing this out of a labor of love, but they would certainly love to get at least their coffees paid for. Uh, And if they go from having uh, 2,000 downloads to... 50,000 downloads, that would be all they would talk about for the rest of the summer. They'd be so excited about it. And it might be the launching pad that the next Pocket Casts or uh, the, the, the next Evernote uh, gets to have so suddenly get 50,000 people who become find out how wonderful this app is. So I was, I was a little bit disappointed, but... Okay. I just, it's just not what I would use that kind of exposure for. I would be really looking for someone apps that I've never heard of but are awesome. And I'm wondering why has this had fewer than a thousand downloads so far?
0: Well, at least they have, you know, an international selection of apps. It's not just like super regional. So, kind of highlighting what people are using around the world, what people are attracted to. There's one shopping app on there, Tokopedia. I had to ask around what that was. Apparently it's like a it's like another version of AliExpress. I don't know. I mean it's there's there's a blog post all about it. You can go and like check out the apps. Uh we'll link it in the show notes. It if anything, it gives you some new things to play around with. Uh there's even let's I mean yeah, they they even mention Animal Crossing, which <laughs> I'm still playing quite often. So there's some good games on there as well.
1: Yeah. Well, again, congrats, so congratulations to like all, all the honorees. Uh, again, perhaps you'll finally crack that uh, elusive three million download uh, level, and
0: <laughs> the three million download club yeah. uh, is that like the three comma cl- a club, but it's just a little less exclusive.
1: <laughs> I already have a boat that I use to get to my boat, but that boat. <laughs> isn't as good as another boat that i wish i could have so thanks to google now i can replace the boat i use to get to my bigger boat i'm shopping for an even bigger boat to replace the bigger boat but hey you know that's it's the app economy you can't you got to work for these things Uh, maybe 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 i'm just being maybe i'm just being grumpy it is hot it is humid (laughs)
0: let's jump into an ad
1: yes thinking about money will make me much more happier This episode is brought to you by Linode. With Linode, you'll have access to a suite of powerful hosting options with prices starting at $5 a month. And you'll be up and running with your own virtual server in the Linode cloud in under a minute. Industry-leading performance with native SSD storage, a 40-gigabyte network, and Intel E5 processors. They now have 10 data centers spread across the world, meaning you can serve your customers even quicker than before. They have an API that allows you to easily automate tasks or develop custom applications in the cloud, and everything is manageable via the command line. All of Linode's pricing tiers feature hourly billing with a monthly cap on all plans and add-on services, like backups and node balancers. Linode has fantastic pricing options available. Their plans start at one gigabyte of RAM for only $5 a month, and they offer high-memory plans starting with 16GB of RAM. As a listener of the show, if you sign up at linode.com/material, you'll not only be supporting us, but you'll also get twenty dollars towards any Linode plan. On the one gigabyte of RAM plan, that's four free months, and with a seven-day money-back guarantee, there is nothing to lose. So go to linode.com/material to learn more, sign up, and take advantage of that twenty-dollar credit or use the promo code material 2018 at checkout. Thank you so much to Linode for supporting the show. Okay. So did you get the latest piece of scare tactics from the wall street journal and Gizmodo and et cetera?
0: You want to talk about the latest piece of scare tactics. Let me tell you about my Google feed it. So I, I sent you this link early on in the week because my Google feed was bombarded with different sources about this exact story and then i just kept seeing people tweet about it and tweet about like what the implications were and it probably would help if we tell people though what's going on <laughs> instead of talking around it
1: yeah i'm see So, the Wall Street Journal had a feature article, uh, and here's the title: "Text Dirty Secret: The Apps The App Developers Sifting Through Your Gmail." Dirty secret. Dirty, dirty secrets. Dirty secret. Dirty tawdry, swarthy secrets.
0: Ooh, tawdry is a great word. You know,
1: Steamy's the Harlequin romances of secrets for tech people. Yeah, so um, so basically, they were it no, gave you the impression that there are massive security holes in Gmail that allows app developers and pretty much anybody to read your emails without any redaction or any privacy or anything like that. And the, it's these these headlines; they're like a game of telephone. Because uh, Wall Street Journal, I, I make, I'm making fun of their approach to this story, but it was at least original reporting. It was an original story. But then, when like two dozen other uh, tech blogs whose writers have to post like 40 times a day or else they don't get paid, it, it becomes a game of telephone where they try to reduce that story into something even simpler and more scary. Uh, when really, when you dig down into it, all they were saying is that. If you use an app and you grant that app asks for permission to read your Gmail inbox and you say yes I grant this app permission to read your email and your your Gmail inbox then that app wait for it has the ability to read all the email that's in your inbox so
0: all of your email
1: yeah so uh, it's there was there was a good piece of warning at the core of the story, which is that some people maybe the the permissions box that you click through the standard Google permissions box maybe it could be a little bit more explicit as to what it means. Usually, when people are uh, clicking through this box, it's because they've just downloaded a third party email app that uh, is sort of an alternative to the standard Gmail mail reader or a, an app that adds a feature to Gmail. And so, oh, well, of course, you know, of course I want to be able to read email through this email app. What what, am I, an idiot? But they don't understand that it does mean that this company has the ability to look at this stuff. And so they were, uh, Wall Street Journal talked to uh, a couple of the big app makers, uh, Return Path and Edison Software, two different companies that uh, uh, make these sort of Gmail add-ons, and found out that. Like uh, because they're trying to use machine learning techniques to process your mail more efficiently, the, the the machine learning model has to be trained by looking at lots and lots of email, and sometimes an actual human engineer has to show has to show the, uh, the 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 machine learning model. Here is an email. Here's what you should probably do with this one, which involved the engineers getting to read anywhere from hundreds to thousands of. Personal emails that had really again nothing censored from them, no return addresses censored, no subject lines, no content or anything like that. So it's not as though the the Wall Street Journal was able to uncover uh, malfeasance on the order of what was happening with a lot of Facebook data. It was just that we think that people should be uh, should be advised that that means that the app has access to this data. And the the big problem I think was that. There was a time when uh, Google used to have algorithms look at the content of an email and use that information to maybe place a relevant ad uh, in the in the Gmail reader. Uh, and they stopped doing that a couple of years ago for their commercial users, and they stopped doing that for everybody last year. Uh, So a lot of people were thinking that this means that, oh, the the Gmail inbox is a totally leaky sieve. I shouldn't trust anything or anybody uh, for for using it. Uh, And Google did feel the need to respond or to publish. They they had a whole blog post once again reiterating all the policies that affect Gmail, uh, reiterating that, no, we don't even have, even our algorithms don't have the ability to look at your email now that we stopped that a year ago, uh, clarifying the. I, I'm bored when people use the You know, uh, if you, <laughs> if you, if you, if you're not paying for a service or like an email account, you are the product, man. Right. And I'm like, yes, because I too, am a freshman in his first semester in college. I didn't <laughs> understand. I didn't think about that at all. Thank you, oh poet of the people, for bringing this information <laughs> to my. But they they also took the they also took the, the the time to to say that we realize that we do make money off of Gmail, but it's not. Not through advertising; it's through selling it, uh, selling Gmail as part of a set of commercial like Google Docs, Google Office services to actual companies. We're not making money off of actual users, at least not directly. Um, and also pointing, repointing to you to the to the fact that go to myaccount.google.com, mm-hmm. uh, and you can actually and at, which is just good advice. It has all the tools to check to see all the different apps that you've approved. For access to all of your Google data and how you can turn them off, or find out uh, what data you're sharing with Google, all that sort of stuff, and also reiterating that uh, before uh, an app developer can get access to that permissions box to actually ask for permission, they have to go. Th- they, have, they have to be vetted by Google. They don't. It's not just rubber stamp sort of thing. And that the the product has to accurately represent itself, can't misrepresent their identity, has to be clear about how they're going to use the data, uh, has to have uh, uh, privacy disclosures, and only request data that's relevant to the task that it's going to uh, actually perform. So there, there, it's not as though there wasn't anything uh, relevant in this Wall Street Journal piece. Uh, I think one claim that they were making, which is certainly uh, certainly, uh Uh, based on fact, is that maybe Google could be doing a better job of policing these things after they approve a company's product to access Gmail because, you know, how how do we know that a company is sticking to this if not for uh, third-party engineers that are, that want to sort of put a network tracer on this app to find out what data it's extracting, what data it's communicating with other people, but yeah, this is the sort of stuff that there's there's a reason why like people like us wind up getting invited to go on radio and TV a lot. It's because super scary articles like this that need like calmer heads and more context uh, because this this was kind of embarrassing.
0: Okay, so the the general consensus here is that if anything has access to your email inbox, it's because you effectively allowed it. Uh things like uh for instance, I use a um uh what's it called, an extension, I don't know, a tool, a plugin, I don't know, but uh, it's called boomerang and it lets you schedule your emails, right? Which is nice and uh which is nice and easy and actually if you head over to 9to5Google, uh, they've got a really great write-up about like what it is that actually has access to all this stuff that's going on in your Gmail, uh, what what really is the premise behind all of these very salacious headlines. I just – in overall, I'm um, – I don't know. I just don't react to these news stories the way that I maybe would have like 5 to 10 years ago because I – like that freshman college kid may have warned me about, I kind of accepted a while ago that I am the product and that like, these are the things I'm getting in return. Uh, but also to that end, I mean, I knew that this had been this, the whole process of reading our emails had been a stopped thing. So I think that's also why this went out just completely bonkers (laughs) in, in headlines. And and
1: talk about terrible timing, like, um, Okay, I think that I think this this article hit. Was it Monday or Tuesday? I think like the day before or a little before that, uh, the Fourth of July holiday. And so there's there is nothing more horrible and when there's a big like disastrous sounding tech news headline that happens just before I'm about to like go to a big family cookout or a family wedding or Thanksgiving I know that no uncle earl you know i i'm sorry you, you probably should have called me before throwing your phone down the garbage disposal uh no they they there wasn't a microphone that's turned on that, that makes sure that they send you coupons for anything that you talk about that was just a hoax or can't possibly do yeah so you find yourself having to arm yourself with arguments before uh, it's like I, I would much rather get into a discussion about politics or religion than to say. I'm telling you, I've talked to the engineer who does that feature. That's not even even remotely possible. I know that. I know that. Yeah, I, an authority no less than some dude who forwarded something who was a friend of a friend on Facebook said said that's true. But I'm telling you that no, it's not true at all. Uncle Earl.
0: Okay, but see, you're bringing up family members bringing this up. I don't know that my family members are really aware of this and what has been going on in this world because I don't think they know about this stuff. I don't even know if they care. That's another thing that I have to meditate on. I've got a couple of things floating around in my head of stuff. I want to talk to like normies about, And by normies, I mean non-tech journalists. I want to get their opinion on some of this stuff because I'm realizing, like, I'm super clued into all of this. I know what's going on. I mean, my Google feed is delivering it directly to me, but I don't know that this is really I, – I will say one thing, though. The Daily Mail headline on this whole thing, and we all know the Daily Mail is like <laughs> – Absolute trash. Uh, And I say this because I read all my celebrity trash there. And while the celebrity (laughs) trash is usually backed by photographic evidence, the way they write those things is awful. But anyway, yeah, so they had a headline. Gmail users, beware. Third-party developers are reading your private messages.
1: (laughs) And judging you. And judging you. They're they're not live and let live type of people. They're they're like they're the only reason why they're doing that is because they really get off on pointing out that you're using the wor- wrong version of there and you didn't use the apostrophe wow, version of it. I wish it were that
0: I wish it were that innocent
1: having a big laugh at your expense.
0: I I feel like people I feel like I would be really embarrassed if I knew people were reading my uh business like my business <laughs> correspondence because it's like listening to yourself on a recording after you've done an interview, like you just don't want to hear your voice <laughs>
1: <laughs> but that but that's a good point i don't I have a couple of gmail addresses a few gmail addresses, but none none of it is for like actual real email It's usually for like i'm I'm the first time i'm I buy something from a website that's the I'll give them the the the, the like sort of the spammy sort of i I don't trust you, but I'll give you an email address I've got one that is sort of like a, even the one that's closest to me, uh, I have an otgo at gmail.com. And that's just for when my real email address goes down for some reason. I do have an emergency backup. But I, when it comes to email, I, I, uh, I do trust. Google I do I feel like I I understand the transaction that we're I'm that I'm taking part in but still I don't want it to know I don't want it, my uh, information uh, about my banking stuff and my personal correspondence and my uh, business correspondence to go through Gmail I certainly don't want when I'm having a private conversation with somebody like at Apple or Facebook <laughs> for them yes by all means send that for that confidential information through Google's servers on its way over to me and I I I, w- I would like to think that they understand that it's it's not as simple as they they, they a lot of people would be going to jail with a capital G uh, at Google if they are doing using Gmail for industrial espionage. But still, as a courtesy, I'm going to say, guess what? I own my own domain. I actually pay for my own email service. I think there's some things that are worth paying for, and an email inbox that you have control over is one of them
0: um jail with a capital g is absolutely perfect i just i just want to lay that out there
1: is that can be a new show title <laughs> yep I, I see there you go i see the the florence ion flag in the title fl- field of the google docs <laughs> I'm
0: trying to think and type in like also podcast at the same time which wasn't working no, no, i'll no. refine that after <laughs> you might have to Fix it for me. It's it's Thank like you. it's like
1: I can see your approval before you're expressing your approval. That <laughs> makes me feel so good.
0: Skype helps. Yes. Uh, it really does. It really does. Oh man, it's uh, you know I thought that it would be a light week, but there was still stuff going on. Even with all of this Fourth of July shenaniganery, <laughs> <laughs> I just made up a word. Yes, shenaniganery.
1: <laughs> no, I, you know it was. Uh, I, I went to I, I went to my town fireworks for the first time. I you know for the I, I've lived in this vague area for the past like nine or ten years, but this is the first time I actually decided to go to the town because I just don't. I've been to events like in other towns like before I moved down here, and I just don't like the idea. Here here's the idea: you're going to spend ten minutes looking at a really great fun fireworks show. You're going to spend the f- hour before that crammed like into a field or a beach with people who are just all around you and you won't really have the ability to get in or out or move around or escape from the crushing mass of humanity and then after the 10 minutes of pleasure it's going to take you a long long time to like be in a place of safety and comfort and and so so uh, i was trying to map out Here's where the the fireworks are going to be, like, at, like, the big, like, public area, like, big town park or whatever. And I needed to get intelligence from the parks department about, well, where specifically are you launching them from? Where is the launcher? Because I was trying – then I used Google Maps and, like, Google Street View to sort of do, like, an aerial recon to figure out that, okay, well, if they're launching it from way out here – and it's that means that it's probably not going to be super high altitude, but high altitude enough that I could probably get a good view of it from over here, where I don't think there's going to be lots of people. So I I think that that's, that's going to that should be a feature for like next year's like Google Maps July Fourth thing in the United States basically to figure out uh, it already has there already there's already google earth tools for figuring out where's the sun going to be at a certain point in time so you can figure Mm -hmm. out you know if you i do i use that a lot when i'm taking pictures when when i'm traveling somewhere and i want to get like a good picture of like a certain monument like in london or something i can figure out actually actually specifically i wanted to there's a sculpture on a facade of a building in lower manhattan And I really, really, really wanted to get a great photo of it. And so, again, I did the sort of the the recon in Google Earth to figure out at what I'm going to be there November 4th through November 8th. Where is the sun going to be? At what time of day is the sun going to be hitting directly against this thing? So I got there like at 845 to get the and it all worked out great. So I think they should be able to say, do you like (laughs) you'll go through like a little Google quiz saying, do you love people? Or do you love not being around people? Okay, when you say you love not being around people, do you want privacy or are a few people okay? And we'll figure okay, based on what we know of where the, where the barge is going to be, that's going to be firing the fireworks, we think that if you go to this highway underpass over here, there's a you can get there off of a bike trail and we think you will be able to see the fireworks without ever having to see another or talk or talk to another human being. You will have to bring your own italian ices. You will not be able to buy italian ices from a truck nearby, but you did tell us that you were okay with no italian ices.
0: I I mean, I think you've got it absolutely right in that sense because my friend and I were just talking about yesterday, like I what if I just, you know, what if I just want a nice, quiet night in <laughs> with no fireworks? But of course, there were you know bombs going off everywhere.
1: The bombs bursting in air. Yes, the, the rockets bombs bursting clear. in
0: air, scaring all the poor cats and dogs who were home alone in the dark.
1: Now I, now, I don't approve of that, but I'm saying that how many nights like were we suddenly started startled by random noises that like dogs were making for no apparent reason, and we had to put up with that. <laughs> I, 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 again, I'm not saying it's right. I'm saying that there is, for, for every for the, there is no such oh, thing as man. a one-sided coin. There is the flip side of the barking all night, keeping everybody awake. Is that one or two nights a year? There's going to be big explody fireworks, and I'm sorry, you're going to have to go underneath the bed for a couple hours. I'm not. I don't like it, but it's unavoidable. Andy,
0: you're ruthless. Not I,
1: ruthless. one night. It's like it's a pretty. <laughs> do I do I have to mention we also pick up these creatures' poop? Yeah, Just it's true. If you're whatever a cat, the hell you, you want, s- it's our job it apparently to pick it up. Okay. And we don't complain about it. And we you know, because we're sane enough to know that you don't under- that these creatures don't understand English, but still.
0: On that note, I hope everybody had a safe holiday. Who's listening in? Thank you for uh for dealing with our we were a little later this week. We posted a little later this week. We published a little later.
1: We were celebrating America and we hope sure. you'll support that.
0: <laughs> yeah. I was I ate a lot yesterday. <laughs> I ate a lot of meat.
1: <sighs> yeah. Just. I you know I was good I was going to have guests over. And so, like, I actually like filled the fridge. Okay, I'm gonna need watermelon. I'll have. I'll get like a Swiss roll and lots of burgers. And because they'll probably they'll, they said they're gonna be coming by like right after work. Uh, I'm sorry. The the fireworks were like the July 3rd, the night mm-hmm. before. And so no. Oh yeah, we'll come over. We haven't seen the new place either. We'll come over. we bring the kids. And then like they found out like they got to look at like, what the traffic might be, and they canceled like late in the afternoon, which was which was fine. I mean, I, I certainly understand again from what I've just told you about how I don't really love crowds either. And like sitting in traffic, that was fine, but it meant that again, I do have this like Swiss roll that delicious. This I'm roll for six ever people. since
0: you said Swiss roll, <laughs> like all I've been thinking about is that giant Swiss roll yeah. and just putting my face in it. And just oh, they,
1: I mean, they, thank I love God, thank sweets. God, I've got one of those vacuum <laughs> food sealers because I, I had that. Oh, I had that. Yeah. Com- I had that conversation with myself. <laughs> so now, Andy. We could have wonderful desserts for the next week if we are if we use self control and only have like one slice like every night, and then we said that's definitely not going to work. We're going to have to put f- half of it into the freezer and then just simply accept that we're going to be having three slices of this Swiss roll for the next nine hours and go. You can
0: airmail me some of that. I mean, I'll take it.
1: <laughs> uh, well, again, that was that was a good thing to ask me as late as midnight last night. <laughs> there's there's there is no more swiss roll uh, well okay it is frozen i will i so but then, it's okay th- andy, but then I, I would never take your backup swiss roll exactly. exactly
0: i would never take your backup swiss roll cake i completely understand <laughs> uh this is why i have backup chocolate all over in the house uh you can never have too many peanut m&ms on that note uh andy i think this is the the end of our show um have you got anything to to shout out on the show this week
1: uh not much i'm going to be as usual i'm going to be on wgbh talking about tech if you go to wgbhnews.org and click on boston public radio you'll be able to see like my latest tech segment which will probably be about two days ago by the time you get this uh and as usual go to not go. Uh, on uh, Instagram and on Twitter uh, for whatever I'm talking about at the moment. Links to other things I'm publishing. And if you go to uh, user andyi, A-N-D-Y-I on Flickr, you can see uh, the the fireworks photos that while your pets were cowering underneath the bed, I was outside bravely (laughs) in a place of relative isolation uh, taking pictures of the town fireworks.
0: You're taking pictures of the rocket's red glare and... Again, well, yes.
1: how how how, how I, I demanded proof through the night that our flag was still there.
0: There we go. See, I'm not, we gonna, go. I'm not gonna I'm not going go
1: on word of mouth. I mean, the people on Reddit they will post anything to get to get upvotes. Got to peep them with oh. my own eyes.
0: Very true. Uh, as for me, I'm hopefully gonna be updating the website this weekend. Uh, I've got to do my monthly report of what I've been working on, trying to keep those going at Florence. Dot, at FlorenceIon.com. That's my first and last name.com. Um, until then, did you know that you could be a member of our show, which is kind of awesome because you're basically like helping underwrite us, which is also super awesome because it's like underwriting PBS.
1: Kind of. I mean, now let's just say, let's just say flat out, your first fifty cents should go to those United Nations food programs. I agree, absolutely. I agree. If you have hundred dollars left after that fifty cents, and you want to be a membership or at the lower tiers too, then but again, that first fifty cents should definitely go to home or heck, five bucks. Go, you know, I felt awful even saying jokingly that supporting us is more important than helping starving kids to actually live. I felt. Yeah. I just felt that big, like you know, in that that's that's that shot in the Grinch that stole Christmas where they put that like little like spyglass in front of his chest, and you can see how tiny and shriveled his horrible heart was. That's what I felt like going eek, 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 being rolled into. So forget I said anything. Flo, take it away. That's the reason why you're supposed to be hosting this week. Yeah,
0: I mean, we're freelancers. <laughs> do what you gotta do. <laughs> just. <laughs> uh anyway you know what just come visit us at relay.fm material for all of your needs how to get in contact with us how to email us uh, if you have questions if you have concerns if you need some help with something andy and i are here for that we're here to help you we both love tinkering with all of the stuff that we've got at our house i know we've got plenty because <laughs> if you saw our skype backdrops it's just stuff because that's yeah. the life of a freelancer <laughs>
1: We, we have two, we're, we're, we're focusing so much of our mental bandwidth on educating and helping and informing you, the listeners, we have very little left for vacuuming, dusting, or even putting oh, away preach. a cardboard box that has been on my desk since I unpackaged something about 10 days ago.
0: Oh, That's this how focused me. we are. I need to go schedule my robot vacuum. I'm going to <laughs> go do that. I hope everybody has a great rest of the week. Get some rest. Next week is going to be another one.
1: Don't <laughs>